Hey, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of the Cash That podcast. We've got myself, Joe Delera. We have Corey Benavidez right here. Producer Corey, it's good to have you. And we have our special NFL draft expert, extraordinaire race car driver, Dominic DeLeo. How you doing, everybody? It's great to start this episode here. But uh, look, I'm going to start you guys off real quick. I know that we're going to focus on the NFL. We have basketball games on today. My two best bets are the Dallas Mavericks money line. They're the better team in the series. They've got Luka Doncic back. This offense is rolling and the Jazz are probably going to blow it up this offseason. Roll with the Mavs. I'll put some more analysis in the action app. And Joel Embiid to go over three and a half turnovers. That torn ligament in his thumb is clearly bothering him. He's gone over this line in the last four games in a row. Pay the juice. It's minus 130. Absolutely worth this bet, especially with the Raptors playing a much more lengthy lineup. And with that, we'll get into the NFL draft. The draft is today. And there's going to like, well, the draft is like a million days. It's way too many days. And uh, but there's a lot of content to be done. And there's a lot of lines that are just moving all over the place. So we've got our expert here to help us break this down. We're going to talk about some of his best bets for the slate. He's gonna, We're going to talk about some of his. Uh, best bets and like where he projects the top 10. So Dom, uh, how you doing today? Doing good, Joe. Doing good, Corey. Always, always by the juice. Uh, I was listening to your, your, your bets uh, there in the NBA. Watched my first NBA playoff game uh, two nights ago with the Minnesota Timberwolves. My, my home, my home team, Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, nice Carl Towns uh, senior, the father, who used to be a coach of Piscataway Votech. Um, back in the the non-public B New Jersey high school sports. He used to coach like this dinky little team and he was always a character. So it's fun to see him kind of becoming a national figure. I saw him dapping up John Moran's dad, but um, cool to always see. They're like sitting next to each other. It's crazy. Yeah, (laughs) it's cool to see. It's cool to see the podcast growing, Joe, and uh, happy to be back and uh, happy to be talking to you again. Last time we talked was like a month ago and uh, we talked a lot about like the Aiden Hutchinson being like it would be like way too early to have Aiden Hutchinson being like minus 400 it was and nuts I I was wrong in that I thought they were gonna the Jaguars were gonna end up going offensive line but I was right in that it was too early because right now yeah. um we're recording this the night before the draft um and Aiden Hutchinson might not even go top two so that's that's like the rumor so it's yeah crazy. but I do recall like I think you were talking about the edge rusher or something like that when we talked about a month ago so it's yeah. not new news yeah Trayvon Walker is interesting because he's you know I, I think it, if if something this close to you know the 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 draft Vegas is usually right when it's like minus 300 at the number one overall pick so I don't even want to spend like too much time on Trayvon Walker it makes sense like you can make it make sense between Shad Khan and his you know just debacle that he had with Urban Meyer last year trying to finally trust his GM who's Trent Balky who is you know the former Niners GM who like loved guys like Trayvon Walker, like tested extremely well, like combine freak. Um, You know, you see it a lot. Like I think Jason Pierre Paul was like one of the first guys where it was like not a lot of production in college, but like the physical traits are like so important at defensive end in the NFL. Um, You saw it last year with OA from Penn state who ended up being drafted, like surprisingly by the Ravens um, who like, you know, the guys who like, 
you know, didn't start playing football until like 16 years old, but like is six, five and runs like a four, four forty. Like, yeah, no, that guy's going to be a good player. So like Trayvon Walker, you know, has more upside and he's clearly the pick. Um, you know, it's been reported now um, from sources close to Jacksonville that he's going to be the pick, but you know, a month ago, it was pretty crazy. Like at the start of this, like the, the, the mock draft, like, ecosystem which like needs a lot of work because there's a lot of like garbage out there like projected him as like a fringe first round pick and like you go in it and it's like this guy has like all the tools to be like a top five pick and then i remember i think it was daniel jeremiah put him in his top five everybody's like trayvon walker in the top five like that was like two yeah. months ago and here we are and he's gonna be the number one pick so yeah i mean i think it's kind of crazy just like number one how these lines move and it's almost like by the time we record this and honestly like have it uploaded some of the lines might even change so this is part of the way that we're going to project this and it's something that i've talked about with the nba it's like there is one thing where the books are trying to balance their liabilities and then there's another thing when there's like actual news that we're trying to bet on so i know like draft twitter is like a legitimate thing Um, but you know, it's not necessarily about the analysis. A lot of times it's just like, well, what information do we have leaking from these teams? It's, it's all sources. And I think that like, you know, it's, it's a little late this year. I mean, we're going to get you some best bets. Don't you worry. But like, it's a little late to like get those like crazy value odds picks. Um, but if you want, like, like my favorite writers to follow, and like the guys who I like trust with information, I'll give you a list of three that like take it to the bank. Like if they tweet something or if they're on a podcast and they say something like they're going to say things at value before the lines move. One is Dane Brugler at the athletic. He's like the draft guru at the athletic. He has like all of the, the big boards, the mock drafts, like, and it was a week ago today that he was on the athletic NFL podcast and said that they were going through like the top five and he was like no no no, wait a minute like the texans like they're doing a lot of work on Derek stingley like don't don't like i've heard that stingley like they've done a lot of work on stingley like do not be surprised that was i i took that to the bank plus 750 i think it was when i hit it he's now i was looking at it uh just a little bit ago, he's put out plus 50 to go number three, a plus 150. So like it moved from seven to one to basically even odds in, in a week. Yeah. So Dane Brugler's one Thor Nystrom from NBC sports, my favorite college football writer. He's great with the draft. He was like very high on Malik Willis as the number one quarterback, like very early on. And like, even before like the Steelers fell in love with them, like you were like, who is Malik Willis? Like, Liberty, like university, like like Jerry Falwell right, yeah. school. Like no, like, like I think he played Mama. <laughs> <laughs> but he was like to his credit, very early on, like NFL teams are gonna love this guy. Like he's very Josh Allen like in the tools. So Thor Nystrom with NBC Sports. And then Benjamin Albright, um, who's like actually pretty famous on Twitter. Um, I think he has like 120,000 followers, but he's like a Colorado uh, sports guy. So he's a Denver Broncos, like kind of beat guy, but he's on like radio in, in Colorado. He's usually very, very good um, with, with info. And, and to his credit, you know, the thing I'll credit him this year, and it may change because there's some like late rumblings that came out of Thibodeau might go number two to Detroit. But like up until that news came out, like, two hours ago we were recording this uh, before we were recording this. Like it was, it was like Benjamin Albright was like, Kayvon Thibodeau's range starts at eight and people were like, what are you talking about? And it's like, no, like if he doesn't go like to Detroit at two, like he's falling out of the top eight, like no, like the giants jets don't like him. And like that, 
that seems to be the case. Like, you know, he may go number two with Detroit. He may be uh, Brad Holmes's guy in Detroit, but those three guys, like they're just part of like the ecosystem that you should build and like, you know, make a list, make a draft Twitter list and, and always kind of follow those guys and see what they're saying. Because all the, all the draft is, is betting sourcing. Like, you know, yeah. and, and that's kind of like why I trust writers and guys who are like team specific more so than like, cause they know how these teams think they know like what's going on in the room. Like they've seen them operate in drafts before, especially if they're like second or third year GMs, like, you know, Joe Douglas has been with the jets for three years. Like he loves, and this was like a crazy stat that like 18, like 17 out of like 18 of his like top three picks, like his first three round picks, um, in his tenure, 17 out of 18 of them have been team captains in college, like, which is an insane number. And like they had RAS scores, which is relative athletic scores over 9.0. And that's like, I want to just hamper on two things before we like go into it. RAS scores are like very big deal. Now, like teams are catching on, like there's like metrics to these like 40 times combine scores, you know, three cone drills. And RAS football like does this like thing. If you follow the NFL draft, you've seen it where it's like there's a green number zero to 10. And like there are certain GMs that like only draft guys that like are 9.0 or above. And like this year, there's a couple guys that are 9.0. There's a lot of guys that are projected to go high. that are like sevens and sixes. So weird. Yeah, that's, that's that's something that you look for. And then. The other thing that like bad teams didn't really understand this, you started to hear about this with quarterbacks where it's like, if you have a quarterback on a rookie deal, like your salary cap situation is so much better and your window is like good, but now like, you know, good teams understood that. (laughs) So, but now like even the bad teams are starting to understand that and you're starting to see like wide receiver contracts get crazy. So I think you're going to see like more quarterbacks, like teams in the bottom half of the first round. No, there's not a lot of quarterbacks that people like here, but like, don't be surprised if like Detroit, just like takes a swing at a quarterback, a team like Seattle trades into the back half of the first round because you get five years of a quarterback in the first round versus if you take them. So like the Lions get an extra year of team control drafting a guy at 32 versus 34. And like that matters. It's like, that's just one more, like if you hit on a quarterback, like that's just one more year you have with a quarterback that's good on a rookie deal. You can build a team around. So those are two things I think like, you know, like bird's eye view that you look at, but it's always just sourcing and like getting ahead of the rumors. No, I, I think it's definitely interesting. And I, I, I know that we talked about a lot of the stuff about like a month ago to try to get some of our ideas out there and there weren't a ton of betting lines, but now, you know, it's like, we've got some lines, we've got a bet, a pretty good picture of what's going on in the first round. And we've got your attention because the draft is tonight. So uh, I think we kind of know who's going number one. Like I know that you've, you've put out your mock on Twitter here. Um, but I, I, you know, I guess besides that, you know, like where do you, you know, you think Walker's going one. Uh, and I know you've talked, we've talked about Hutchinson. We've talked about Stingley. Um, is that how you see your top three shaking out right now? Or what do you think? So I think Stingley goes three. At, so, so the, the question mark right now, like as we're doing this podcast is number two with Detroit, because Detroit, their line is actually very good. Like their offensive line is very good. Um, so they don't need offensive line help. It's a little too early to take a wide receiver and it doesn't seem like they're really into the idea of drafting a quarterback number two, um, even though they like coach Malik Willis, the senior bowl have done a ton of work on him. I don't think they view him as like the game changing kind of franchise guy. And like, they don't really want to screw that up. They think that like golf can like really take them um, to where they need to be. And then they'll like figure out the quarterback situation. 
Um, but it's really between Aiden Hutchinson versus Kayvon Thibodeau. And like, there's, there's two competing ideas out there. Um, one is like, I, I will say this, like, it makes sense if the Lions were to take Aiden Hutchinson because like he's a Michigan guy, he's from Michigan. Dan Campbell like would be like if there were, I hate the like the moniker like like pounding the table, but like Aiden Hutchinson would be Dan Campbell's like like he he's like just if he were to Let's create breathe. a player, yeah, like like the great white hope, like like I'm just like character guy and like you know eat breathe sleep football everything um but like that's like the only thing i've seen about like hutchinson to the lions is like oh it it would be perfect but like on the other hand there's like legitimate reporting that brad holmes the gm like has Kayvon thibodeau number two on his board and trayvon walker was number one which makes sense because that's like you know the jaguars same kind of deal that's how their board probably played out too um Or, or Hutchinson too, but Trayvon Walker, you know, the traits guy came up Thibodeau is kind of like a traits guy too. So like, I'm more inclined now to say like, I think the pick is going to be Thibodeau because the only guys I've seen say like, Oh, like Dan Campbell's going to run up to the, the podium are like Adam Schefter and like Todd McShay and like, national guys. yeah, national guys. And like to, to like, you know, Adam Schefter like hasn't had the best like few months in like being uh, like a, like a, like a journalistic like integrity kind person. of guy like or a good person like like the only thing Adam Schefter's tweeted about the draft in like three days like it just happened like an hour ago before this podcast he tweeted like a verbatim quote from Drew Rosenhaus who's the who's a, who's an agent who's who's an agent like talking about Drake Jackson trying to get his guy into the first round so yeah, yeah. like. And so that was like, a quarterback fit. It was like a, it was like whatever. Like it was like a back end of the first round type of thing. But like that's that's what those guys are now. Like they're not like the brugglers. Even like Matt Miller is like the, the best. Correct. Yeah. They're like they're they're used by teams. They're used by teams to put stuff out there. And like like Schefter, like you know, to his to his credit, has gotten dragged for being just about like if you send him something, he'll tweet it out. He got in trouble with the Deshaun Watson thing. I don't know who told him to put out the Dwayne Haskins thing, but that wasn't great. Um, So now like, he, I don't think he's doing that, but he can't help himself. Like Drew Rosenhaus says, Hey, like, here's a quote I got from my guy. Like, Oh yeah. Like here's a quote that, you know, an agent told me to tweet. Let me just tweet this out. (laughs) Like those guys are the only guys that I see saying Aiden Hutchinson is a pick. So like, I'm inclined to say it's Thibodeau. I don't hate that. I mean, look, I think that it comes down to the fact that you're looking at the best value at these numbers too. So it's like, you want to get, you want to get a good number and you also don't want to be late to the party. So it's kind of like one of those things. It's like, well, this line has value at one point, but at a certain point you're like, okay, well, like I think it's a coin flip or whatever I'm reading. It's like, well, like, I don't know. Like I'm seeing only, I'm only seeing it in this amount of mocks, but it does seem like there's some information going in that way. So it, and the, and the line has moved a lot. Like Hutchinson, like three hours ago was minus two fifty to go. Number two, Thibodeau was close to plus 200. Now Thibodeau is getting close to even odds. So it's shifting. And by the time this podcast, like if you're listening to this, you know, Thursday morning, it might be that Hutchinson or that Thibodeau is the favorite. So I I'm, I'm inclined to say Thibodeau right now. And then I do think that Houston 
has kind of fallen in love with Derek Stingley because I think they're looking at this draft. Like there are a lot of good edge rushers um, in the mid tier in this draft. And the Texans have three and 13 plus like a second round pick in the early thirties. So like, I think if they're building their roster out and they, like, if you go on PFFs mock draft simulator, like everybody has needs, like every team Houston's, they did them dirty. Houston's needs are, it says, and I quote every position. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and that makes it obviously harder to like project who they're going to take, but do you feel like there's been a shift lately in like, teams not necessarily drafting for need but just drafting like what they think is the best talent available on the board because i think that that's happened in the nba a lot because it's just like i'll i'm just gonna take whoever is best and then we'll figure it out later yeah there there's i i've definitely seen a shift of like gms trying to say that they're going best player available um and you know more interestingly and i think this is a conversation for another day i've seen certain teams start to like mimic the NBA in saying like we're preparing for like a a positionless future in the NBA, like in the NFL for like defense where like, and, and it's the first time I've heard it, but like, that was just like such an NBA thing. Um, But I've heard it with Kyle Hamilton, who is the safety um, who's not like at a premium position, but like is probably a top five, like best player available uh, guy but like play safety and it's probably going to fall outside of the top 10. But like, I've seen teams say like, you know, he's like a positionless defender. Like he can guard tight ends. Like he can, you know, play, he can, he can cover tight ends he can cover receiver. He can like, you know, rush the passer. He can do everything. So I, I, I think that teams are looking for best player available, but if you're like the Texans, I really do think like, you need to like maximize positional efficiency yeah. and like they probably have, you know, the, the guys at three and, and it, it seems like most teams believe there's like 15 first round graded guys here. So what would be surprising if like, you know, let's say they had Trayvon Walker, like far and away, number one, that like there's like three or four guys. And then I think like you look at positional stuff and like there's two cornerbacks in this draft and like, it falls off hard after that. So like, yeah, I think that Derek Stingley is the pick here because they've, you know, he had some like injury history, but like he was always the, like a top five guy. It was just like his character traits as far as like, he hasn't really shown a lot of the field since his freshman year at LSU where he was yeah, like, I, you've seen like the videos of him playing Jamar chase in practice, like one-on-one um, like, he he's a lockdown guy could be potentially like a champ Bailey type corner. So I think that the Texans with the pick at 13 and then they'll say like defensive end edge rusher and like to the Texans credit, the best part of their team is their defensive line. Like they have two guys on the defensive line that were graded above an 80 by PFF last year. So like, I think Stingley makes sense positionally. I think Gardner, Ahmad Gardner, Sauce Gardner makes sense positionally um, too. But I just think that there's too much noise for Stingley to not go number three here. So three, even with Hutchinson falling to them, um, I think Stingley is the pick at three. All right. Perfect. Yeah. So I guess besides that, um, who do you think is the most likely in the top 10 to make a move in terms of like a trade and moving up or down? So the giants, the, the, so four and five are the jets and giants. I think the jets potentially, um, if Hutchinson falls for them, you know, 
falls to them. Like he's a team captain and he has an RAS score over 9.0. I think that, you know, the Jets would love to take Iki Aquanu, um, but I think that the, the decision gets very hard for them there. Um, but they're staying pat at four. I think the Giants are staying pat at five. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about Carolina trading down from six because their quarterback situation's not um, great at six because they don't they don't like I mean they they kind of have to take a quarterback but they don't want to take a quarterback at six and they're like desperately trying to trade down the Giants and producer Corey you'll love this the Giants have picks five and seven and really want to trade one of them but they just announced that they're having a make a wish kid announce pick number five so they're not trading pick number five because that would just be not cool doesn't matter. They're going to make that poor kid go out there and make a horrible pick, have the entire fan base boo the dying child, and the guy they pick is still going to suck. So there's no upside to this situation at all. At all. So, yeah, I, I think that – I mean, it's just like – you know, I, I don't think you could say you – know, like they just put out a video, like we're going to have the Make-A-Wish kid make the pick at five. I don't think they're going to trade pick number five. Like that would just be like – you know, it just trade the kid. Like, <laughs> Are they trading the kid? They're like, and he's going to Carolina. Kid. Like, sorry, kid. Like, life sucks. Like, we we got too good of an offer. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're a Steelers fan now. They just traded for pick number five. Look, we're gonna need you to hold on until the third round. <laughs> so, like, I think that the most likely picks um, to be traded are picks number six and seven. Um, with the Panthers and, and the Giants, there's a lot of teams that potentially want to move up and it's going to get into my best bets later. But like the Eagles, I think really want to move up. If one of the guys that they want falls, they really want a pass rusher and they have two picks in the first round. They used to have three picks in the first round. They have two picks in the first round. I think they make sense as a trade partner for the Panthers because the Panthers can move down to like the mid teens um, potentially still get even an offensive line or just keep trading down. The problem with the Panthers is, and what makes them such like a viable trade candidate is that they have no second round or third round picks. They have pick number one. Uh, their first round pick is pick um, number six. And then they don't have a pick until like pick. Let me just make it clear here. Uh, pick number 137. So like, if they just draft like Kenny Pickett at six and then don't pick for the next three rounds, like that team is not good. So like no. they like they kind of like have to trade down. So I would look for that pick to not be not be Carolina. And like, you know, there's like all this talk about them not being able to move. The, uh, one team will give them a second rounder to move up into into the sixth round. Uh into yeah. into pick number six. Like the team's eyes will light up. The Cowboys are like even rumored to oh, like be targeting a guy yeah. like in the top 15, like one guy. Um, so there's teams that want to make a move. Maybe like the Jets like move back to six. Um, I've seen that mock certain places. The Texans might trade up. You know, it depends on who falls. So yeah. But it's I think six and seven. I think six and seven are the most likely uh, picks to be traded back. 
All right. Yeah. So, you know, it was interesting. You brought it up, actually. Points Bet is doing this really interesting promo. And I think you said you can actually bet like 50 cents per pick is what is that their minimum bet? And that's qualifying bet. And essentially, the way we're not sponsored. So, you know, do whatever you read your terms. But essentially, the promo is if you pick the top 10 picks uh, correctly, um, and you get all of them, you get entered to win like a hundred thousand dollars in free bets, basically. So we're going to do that. It could, we think it's going to cost $5. So it is, is going to cost $5. Like I, you know? I read the terms. I haven't <laughs> sent it to my attorney. Um, you mean you know, your, what your left side of your brain? <laughs> no, 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 no. I have uh Terry takes is my gambling attorney. I, whenever I have a question, RIP to Terry, but whenever I have a question, I send him about promos. I'm like, read the fine print. Tell me what I can do here. Please advise. Thanks. So um, I don't, I don't bill, you know, I don't pay my bills, but he, he does it. <laughs> All right. So w- let's see, let's, well, we can bang out. I think the first like two or three picks. Right well, I think away. we did, we did, we did the first three already. We did yeah. Walker to the Jaguars, which I think is, is minus 300. Yeah. I have not done like a mock, um, with Thibodeau too. So I'm going to do it for the first time with you okay? Uh, because I, I think I've like convinced myself that Thibodeau is the pick here because like, like I said, like it's, it's, it's the books and like the local guys versus Adam Schefter and, and Todd McShay. Fight and, like I'm picking the local guys every time. Yeah. So, so Thibodeau is plus 130 on DraftKings. I'm not line shopping. We're just using DraftKings for now. Since okay. So then for number three, are you going Stingley? I am going Stingley. There, it worries me, like, cause, cause the the Texans had that like pastor that was like running the team, and like Hutchinson seems like a guy that like this pastor would fall, like the chaplain that was like running the team. Yeah, uh, but Nick then Casario- the Supreme Court got involved. <laughs> <laughs> but like Nick Casario, who's former GM for the Patriots, um, they always built defenses from the back to the front which is like contrary contrary to like what a lot of teams do um which is the front to the back um with the edge up for our first um and and the defensive backs later uh so i think like they, they really value stingley and what he can be for them um so i'm gonna go stingley at three all right so that is plus 150 for stingley and then looking at number four, that pick is currently owned or, the you know, is owned to harsh of a word in this climate. Uh, the Jets have the number four pick in the draft. Who do you think they're grabbing here? So if the board plays out like this, um, it, so so it's, it's one of two picks. And let me just shoot down any idea. Like I've seen a lot of like Ahmad Gardner, Sauce Gardner to the Jets here. Oh, and like, that's, are you that's, sure it's not gravy? Like that's just not happening. Um, the Jets are not a team. We talked about like the back to the front teams. The Jets yeah. are not that. Like the Jets would never. And and I remember Robert Sala, who like comes from the Niners too. And like the Niners always had like third round quarterbacks, fifth round cornerbacks playing out there. And like they always had a pass rush. And like they never spent capital on cornerbacks like they never they just didn't do it because they were like and and the 49ers like to their credit like stayed true like anytime they had a pick in the top 20 it was like a trench guy it was either a defensive lineman or an offensive lineman I think the Jets are are in that position right here I think Joe Douglas would love to take Iki Aquanu um but like and I think he actually still might take Iki Aquanu because I remember Robert Sala in interviews saying like hey 
defensive ends, like they're not that good this year. Like there's some good guys, but there's no like Nick Bosa type defensive ends. So like there's two things here. One, like my gut tells me like Ikiakuanu, but like my head says the thing I said before, Joe Douglas loves team captains and guys with RAS scores over 9.0. Like there's only Aiden Hutchinson and Kyle Hamilton that fit that criteria. And like, I think they're fine with Aiden Hutchinson here. And for the purposes, like the points bet promo, like Aiden Hutchinson doesn't exist as an option. Pass number four. So like, (laughs) that's like how crazy this draft is that like, theoretically, like these are the three favorites so far. These are the four favorites. Like the three favorites so far are Walker, Thibodeau, Stingley. Like we have not gotten off the beaten path. Yeah. If we go off the beaten path with Hutchinson here without and and take like Iquanu, like Hutchinson, like you can't win the promo. Like they have to redo it. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually awesome. I wonder like if they just would not count, like, I don't know. Cause like, he's going to go fifth. That like, or you, you'd imagine. I don't know. I don't know. Like, Like, I don't know. Like, like you have to fall out of the top 10. Like if the jet, like, so when I was doing my mocks initially, I had Thibodeau falling to six and then I had the Eagles trading up for Thibodeau. I think there is a realistic possibility that the same thing could happen with Hutchinson because the jets could not like Thibodeau. I could not like Hutchinson and the giants like desperately need offensive line help. But for the sake of this, I'm just going to say the jets take Hutchinson because I think the fan base would also revolt. So I'm going to go Aiden Hutchinson at number four. That's that's fair enough. Okay. So we got the fourth pick here and now we're moving on to the New York football giants at five. What are we doing? What are my giants doing besides killing me? (laughs) They're they're taking an offensive lineman. Um, I, or they take Sauce Gardner. That those are the three options, and you know, Aquanu falling here probably means I don't. I don't think they ever expected to to take Aquanu, but like I still don't know. Like they, they haven't really done a lot of work on him. I've always seen them linked to Charles Cross and Evan Neal, and there's way too much noise in Vegas for Charles Cross, and it reminds me a lot. You know, I know the GM's not the same, but like Andrew Thomas was the same thing. Like Giants were like not mocked to Andrew Thomas. They were mocked to, I think it was uh, Jedrick Willis maybe or other linemen. And then all of a sudden it was Charles Cross. But like, I'm going to go Charles Cross here. I just think there's too much noise. I think that that they like him. And there's a reason why he's plus 175 with like a bunch of stuff in front of him. Like, I, I just think there's like heavy, heavy, sharp money coming in on him. So I think yeah. they go Charles Cross. I realized that we should just be doing this on points bet since this <laughs> is what the is. So Charles Cross is plus 175 here at the number five overall pick. And now we, you had talked about the Panthers trading out of six. So how is that impacting what you're looking at here? So like, you got to look at like what teams want and like, look at the teams that could put, could potentially give up a a second round pick and teams like the Eagles and saints are, are probably prime candidates because they have like a second pick in the first round. They could trade back with that second pick and get more capital to like fill up what they gave up to move up. So like, I think one of those two teams are moving up. I heard that the Saints, Brugler was talking about them moving up for Charles Cross. But since Charles Cross is not here, um, I don't think they do that. I think it's the Eagles still trading up to move in 
And I think they're taking best player available. And I think they take sauce Gardner. All right. So that bet is, I don't even know what, Oh, wow. Is that, are we looking at 25 to one? Yeah. Because like you're, you're looking at a team, like the Panthers don't need a, a defensive back and, that that's where like because there's going to be trades there's going to be trades in the top 10 which is why this promo is so hard (laughs) but like i i'm saying like if the draft plays out like this um the eagles apparently have done a lot of work on on gardner they've done a lot of work on jordan davis they've done a lot of work on Kayvon thibodeau i think they would love to trade up for thibodeau but with him going too like it's not there and the giants took hutchinson they really want a pass rush um, but I think that Carolina is a very willing trade partner and they go up and just give up a second round pick. They give up 51 to move up and they take sauce Gardner. Yeah. And guys be sure to line shop these DraftKings has this at 10 to one it's 25 to one on points bet. So then looking at the number seven pick this pick right now, but also belongs to the New York football giants. What are we doing again? How are we hurting my heart? So the make-a-wish child has already made the selection. So the Giants are free to trade this pick. And they would have loved Gardner. So, like, I think a team actually trading up at six to take Gardner is probably, like, you would have to do that. Because I think if Gardner's here, the Giants stay. But because they, they really want to cut James Bradbury. Um, is there a reason the Giants don't take him at five? Because I just – I, I, I think they value the offensive line first fucking christ um (laughs) i think they've kind of seen what the what the past you know yeah owner uh past gms have done by neglecting that position i think they need to like give danny dimes a shot so they they have to give him protection um they would love to take gardner but like their cap they're they're in cap hell so like they're trading this pick to somebody who will give them capital for next year in case Daniel Jones doesn't work out and they can get a quarterback at a better quarterback class. And I think that, you know, like I said before, the saints maybe move up and get an offensive lineman, but I talked to you about this earlier and I like this a lot. I think the Steelers have like really talked themselves into Malik Willis. Um, They were in love with him forever. And I'm saying that the giants, the only way a team is going to give up a round one pick next year is if they're in love with the quarterback. Yeah, you saw yeah. it with Fields. They did the same thing with Justin Fields. When the Bears traded up, they gave him a first-rounder. Um, and this is where that, that first-rounder got them. So they're going to do the same thing again for the only team that is desperate for a quarterback and is falling in love with the quarterback. They are trading this pick to the Pittsburgh Steelers for pick number 20 and next year's first-rounder. And the Steelers are trading in and taking Malik Willis. This is wild. This is wild because these odds, these odds are honestly a little crazy. I think we're looking at 50 to one on points bet and on DraftKings. This is something, this is a fat pick. This could be and like it makes sense. The narrative surrounding it makes a lot of sense for why the Giants want to get out of here, why the Steelers want to move up. I already bet this personally because it's it's I just I love it and it's it makes sense. Like the Steelers have been linked to Malik Willis. The Giants reportedly only want to trade this pick for a first rounder next year. It's the only thing that happens. So I'm going Malik Willis at number seven. Love it. All right. So now we've got our top seven picks. We are looking at the birds, the Atlanta Falcons. What do we think here at eight? 
So the Falcons are probably them and them and the Seahawks are probably the hardest teams to figure out because they both of them need quarterbacks. Um, the Falcons have kind of been linked to Willis a little bit because he's like an Atlanta guy. Um, and that's why I think ultimately the Steelers kind of talk themselves into jumping up above them at seven. Um, but the Falcons, their defense is terrible. Um, Calvin Ridley was suspended uh, for a year, probably because he listens to this podcast too much uh, right. and plays too many bets. Too many um, and so they desperately need like some wide receiver help. I think Arthur Smith, like, you know, he had a really bad team, got a lot of wins, uh, a, a decent amount of wins for how bad they were last year. Um, so I don't think he's like on a short leash. So like, I think they either go edge rusher, um, but the top three are already gone. Uh, there is talk of them really liking Jermaine Johnson. Um, and there is some talk about Jermaine Johnson going even number four to the Jets. But I think like if Hutchinson falls there, it's just too much. And I think they would take a quantum over them too, um, him too. So it's either, I think, between them, uh, an edge rusher. So Jermaine Johnson won. And then I think a wide receiver is like pretty much in play. I think they have too much draft capital to like want to move down because they have picks 43 and 58. So they have two seconds. Um, I could see them like a young team first kind of GM their second year wanting to trade back um, and acquire some more capital. But I think, you know, the only team that really wants to move up here is the the Cowboys um, who are looking for a wide receiver. So the Falcons want their pick of the wide receivers and the saints, and they're not going to trade in division division. So I think with like, Pitts and the offense, I think they want to like prevent him from getting double teamed all the time. And I think they're going to go wide receiver. And there's three wide receivers here that are like considered the top Garrett Wilson from Ohio state, I think is the betting favorite Drake London. Who's like a Mike Evans type kind of X receiver um, as well. Um, but the third guy who's second in the uh, first wide receiver drafted is uh, Jamison Williams. And I actually think Williams is like more of what, the Falcons would look for because he's like a game breaker kind of Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle type receiver that like teams covet. And the, and the, um, the GM has been like kind of answering questions because he has an ACL injury um, that he had like later on in the season, he actually tore his ACL in the title game. Um, But like teams are like, there's a lot of noise about him, like teams loving him and thinking he's like a generational talent. So um, I think they go Jamison Williams here. Um, and that's my pick at eight for the Falcons, just because I think he matches well with Pitts. Um, I think London would be like too much of kind of the same player. And I think like I'm a little lower on Garrett Wilson than I think uh, uh, other teams are because his RAS scores weren't that great. So um, I think he's more like a mid-tier um, kind of like teens pick, um, like, you know, more like early 12, 13, 15 kind of kind of pick. So Jameson Williams is my pick from Alabama. Fair enough. So now we've got the other team that you think is tough to project. Who is the Seattle Seahawks? This pick is from the Broncos. What do we think here? Uh, It's really the hardest pick. I think they are in a position to go best player available. Um, I was listening to a podcast earlier and like the Seattle beat writer was like, the Seahawks actually think they're in a position to contend. (laughs) That's like, that's like legitimately what they think. Um, So like, 
the Seahawks, there's talk that they want to trade up in the draft, but not for nine. They have number 40. I think they want to come back in the second round. They're a team to watch, I think, um, to come back into the bottom of a quarterback, maybe like Desmond Ritter, Matt Corral. Um, but the problem with the Seahawks here and projecting them, like the two best players available besides Kyle Hamilton, who I could see them picking just because that seems like a Seahawks pick, um, is Aquano and Neal. Yeah. But like Pete Carroll historically has like given less than two shits about his offensive line. Um, yeah, and really, yeah. <laughs> so like the, the logical pick here, like best player available would be Ikem Aquanu. Um, but like, if you look at like the past drafts for the Seattle Seahawks, like it was 2016, they took a guard with a first round pick. Otherwise, it's been defense. Um, but, like, I just think Iquanu is probably too high on their board to pass up. And, like, I think there's also a chance that somebody comes up and trades for Iquanu because, like, he's supposed to be a top five kind of yeah, talent. Yeah, like so, not even offered on DraftKings for the ninth pick. Oh, no, he is. He's 20 to 1. Yeah, so, like, he's projected to go probably as high as, like, three. But, like, I think he'll eventually – I think – if, I think realistically, like I always had him to the Jets, but I think the Jets would take Hutchinson at four. But I'm going to go with the Quano here as kind of like a hedge also for a team coming up and trading him and getting him. Because you're only, if you're betting this, you're picking like, you're not picking the team to draft the player. You're just picking him to go in that go spot. Go in the spot. Yeah, exactly. So then for to round out our top 10, we have the New York Jets from the Seattle Seahawks. Who Who is our 10th pick in the NFL draft? So this pick, if you're doing this, um, this promo or you're making this bet, it's a hard bet to make because you're also trying to figure out who they're taking at four because yeah. they're not going to go back to back defensive ends. There was a lot of talk about them really liking Jermaine Johnson here, but like if they take Jermaine Johnson, they're not going to take Jermaine Johnson after they took Aiden Hutchinson. So yeah. like that was with, okay, they'll take a, 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 you know, a cornerback here. The problem is both cornerbacks are gone. They'll take, um, you know, a lineman here. I, and that's a, eventually I, I think they do do. <laughs> um, I think the pick is either Evan Neal because there's a lot of rumors about them moving on from Mekhi Becton um, or they go wide receiver. But I think the wide receiver class is just a little too deep. Yeah, and, you can come back on that later. And they have picks 35 and 38, so they're primed to trade up. I think the pick here is Evan Neal to round out the top 10. The Jets get both their trench guys, probably just in a little bit different order. And, like, you know, if you're a Jets fan and you get Hutchinson and Neal, if you told if you told Jets fans they would get Hutchinson and Neal, like, after we did the podcast, like, That's a month awesome. ago, when Hutchinson and Neal were like the debated number one pick, um, you're, you're happy with that. So that's, if you're just throwing darts here, I think that's a pretty solid uh, dart throw. That's you know, not you got, bad. You got some long odds there. Like our first five picks are favorites, you know, and then it gets weird. And that's usually what happens. Yeah. So I, I think this is a great way to play this. You can't parlay it, which is unfortunate, but um, there's a lot of money to be made here. So throw those 50 cent bets in, see if, see if we can get lucky here. See if uh, the, the cash that pod can, you know, cash that and get you some free bets. So we love it. And so then Dom, just real quick, what are your, what are your like top three best bets for 
the NFL draft? So I got four for you. Okay. We'll run through them quick. The The first two I'll, I'll talk to you. I touched on them. Um, actually, the first three I touched on them in this. Um, the first wide receiver drafted, Jamison Williams, um, is plus 200 at points bet. Um, I really just think the style of receiver that he is um, is just too much for teams to pass up. Um, you know, there's a tweet from Jordan Schultz, um, who's a, a writer who's tied in saying multiple NFL teams have spoken with view Alabama wide receiver James Williams as a bona fide star, perennial pro bowler and franchise cornerstone. The ACL is immaterial. He's good 13 weeks out of surgery and ahead of schedule with his rehab. JMO will be a huge factor as a rookie. So JMO Williams plus 200. I like those odds um, just because I think that he is, I, I would have him closer to, to minus like maybe 140, 150 with how a lot of these teams are thinking. The value, the league is yeah. trending, so. All right. That's number one. Number two, Malik Willis drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now this, if we did this yesterday, it would be plus 300. Um, but I, I didn't really shop this around. I shot the other ones around. This was plus 200 on DraftKings. And I still would bet it if it's over even odds, just hammer it. Cause uh, I think by the time draft time rolls around, this is going to be um, even odds or, or minus something. Um, Mike Tomlin historically known for tipping his picks last year, Najee Harris, everybody knew that they were in love with him, knew that they were, he's going 24. Um, I think the Steelers, it, it's just a matter of, they're going to take Malik Willis today. It's just a matter of where, and I think that they are perfectly willing to move up to get him um, depending on how much they're scared of the Falcons. They may have to jump them if he drops into the teens. Um, I just don't think that, you know, Carolina is too much of a project team and Matt rules too much on the hot seat for them to take a project like Malik Willis and the Steelers, you know, they were the first team to be in love with Malik Willis. And it's really like the only team matchup that like, we've we've seen like no real quarterbacks were viewed as like a top 20 quarterback um so the Steelers like you know at the beginning of this process they were the first team to fall in love with Malik Willis they're still the only team to be in love with Malik Willis and I don't know why they're not you know this is not like minus 200 (laughs) like it, it makes total sense here so um all right so then what's best bet number three Best bet number three is Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens to draft an offensive lineman first. Um, this is plus 250 on DraftKings and FanDuel. Um, I'm always in like really into the trench players. Um, back when I was writing for the Action Network, um, made a lot of money on betting just purely offensive MG. line props. That <laughs> is hilarious, actually. Um, and so Ozzie Newsome. Um, has been really high on this offensive lineman class. Like back when I was doing my offensive lineman research, like he was like always talking about the offensive lineman back when like Tyler Linderbaum was like thought to be a top 10 guy. He was like talking about him. Um, You know, I don't think they get the top three tackles, but Trevor Penning, um, if you want to get like really wild, you can actually bet Trevor Penning to be the 14th pick at points bet at plus 600. So if you would want, I would put like, you know, however much you're comfortable at as a normal bet plus 250 and then sprinkle a little bit at plus 600, because that's how you think they do pick. They've been linked to Jordan Davis, but like Jordan Davis is like, they need to protect Lamar Jackson. Like I, their whole, like their offensive lines, not that yeah, yeah. And like, they just need to draft for Lamar Jackson and, and Penning, makes total sense for them and where he's projected to go. Um, so that's my, my third, my last one 
and I saved the highest odds for last. I found a plus 470 on FanDuel. Um, and shout out to uh, Eddie Balkus um, in the Sharp Sharks Discord. Oh, yeah. He, um, he talked about this prop, and it was plus 300. He actually was, like, asking when they were going to post these odds. And then, like, you know, so I had it in my mind and then I've been seeing a lot like so sports illustrator reported that the Cowboys really want to trade up and they have one player in mind. And I did a little bit of digging. I found that the Cowboys have had all top three wide receivers uh, that we talked about. Um, not Garrett Wilson, but Chris Olave, who is like might fit very well in that system uh, because of CD lamb. You got to remember they lost Amari Cooper. Yeah. He's now Cleveland Brown. Um, so they're rolling with lamb and Gallup, And I just think that they really fell in love with either Jameson Williams or Drake London, um, or Chris Olave. Like, I, so I don't know who they're in love with, but I just know that Jerry Jones rarely falls in love with anybody other than like a playmaker. <laughs> so like, <You're> right. <laughs> it, it makes sense that they would be trying to trade up for a wide receiver. And I think that's what happens today. And that is plus 470 on FanDuel, the Cowboys to draft a wide receiver with their first pick. And that's that, those are the best odds for like any draft. I, I love those bets because like just pick any random team in like the back half of the first round and like throw on like a defensive line plus 300. Like if teams yeah. don't like a guy, they'll gladly bulk up on the line. Love it. All right, guys. So thank you, Dom, for joining us. These are his best bets um, for this. My microphone just did some weird stuff. Um, these are his best bets for the NFL draft. Uh, it's Jameson Williams to be the first wide receiver drafted. Malik Willis to be drafted by the Steelers. The Ravens to draft an offensive lineman first. Sprinkle Trevor Penning at number 14 and the Cowboys to draft a wide receiver. So, uh, Dom, it's been a pleasure. It's always good having you on here. And these are our best bets for the NFL draft. I know I'm going to be following them. Let us know if you follow them. Hit them up on socials. Watch them race some race cars. It's going to be a good time out there. Uh, so thanks we actually we actually on, got Dom. merch now. We got merch. Oh, we do? Yeah. <laughs> I got, I'll, I'll send it to you, but it's, we'll, uh, it's, we'll put it's, it out. We'll put it out in the social. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still trying to get the podcast to sponsor the car. I know we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do that. We gotta, once I get a break, <laughs> right, I mean, there's a sponsorship cost. <laughs> <laughs> I've been farming runes this whole time. Right. So, so uh, like a hundred K, what do you need? Yeah. hundred K runes. Thanks guys. I appreciate Beautiful. it. Thanks for having me on. Um, enjoy, enjoy draft night. It's really, I, I know you're going to be like, you know, in your NBA playoffs mode, but like the only one night of the year, give it, yeah, give I'm gonna it, have give to, it a... I'll keep my tabs on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks Dom. And, uh, everybody, thanks for tuning in. This is a special edition of the cash that podcast, our NFL draft edition. Get those bets, get those in, let's cash that. Yeah, draft day, Johnny Manziel. Five years later, how am I the man still? Draft day, A. Wiggins. Fuck that other side, bitch, we stay winning. Oh, man, you know I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. Yeah, suits and ties yelling out, pay the guys, man, I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you.
Sometimes I laugh with God about how you can't stop me I'm his darkest angel probably, but he still got me Yeah, I'm getting mine, but still I better live The shit I set aside to make sure that my people getting by Brunch with some guitar royals and my cup is all oil You know it's rare when your niggas will take the fall for you All loyal, so you keep egging me on And we gon' have to crack your shell just to prove to you you ain't hard-boiled mm. Last night I tried some raw oysters Man, that boy growing up quick That boy know he this shit That boy singing on every song when he know he can spit That boy manifested it That boy knew it was written That boy did it on purpose That boy know that they shitting on you when they can't get past you You should've followed all my moves You won't realize the after And if I left this shit to chance I would've picked a name like Chance the Rapper Yeah, no offense cause I don't know that nigga I'm focused on making records and getting bigger Just hits, no misses, that's for the married folks Tell them fix my suite up cause I'm coming home I heard they talking crazy, I was out of town You know they love to pop all that shit when I'm not around But when I'm here, not a sound That'll make me snap, jot it down Go in the booth and lay a body down Know some Somalis that say we got it, wallahi Get us donuts and coffee, we'll wait for him in the lobby And I gotta tell him chill Sprite got me on payroll, let that man live They say okay if you say so, see whatever I say go I play like I'm on Roy's, no Conseco, no Oakland A's though Shout out to Beto, I think I'm on my eighth flow Just watch me paint flows, we all do it for the art So I can never hate though, signing off on more deals Than a lawyer with a heavy caseload How the game turn into the Drake show Dog, what the fuck happened to so-and-so, where did they go? Too worried about bitches in fashion, they go missing in action and then you never notice they missing On some Hunger Games shit, I would die for my district Jennifer Lawrence, you can really get it, yeah I mean for real, girl, you know I had to do it for you You know I had to do it for you You know I had to, oh wait, sidebar Left some beat at the end so that all of you fuck niggas Could loop it and get your lies off season Yeah, draft day, Johnny Manziel Five years later, how am I the man still? Draft day, A. Wiggins Fuck that other side, bitch, we stay winning Oh man, you know I had to do it for you You know I had to do it for you Yeah, suits and ties yelling out, pay the guys Man, I had to do it for you You know I had to do it for you you know I had to do it for you Oh man